He's like two, se- <laughs> two seconds behind Micah. This is going to be interesting. It's Friday on Game of Owns, this podcast right now. Right now. My God, guys. My <laughs> my uh-huh. my hand will not stop shaking. Micah, you were sa- we were talking before the show. And no, we were. not Don't lie to people. Don't pretend like we're friends. Yeah, we were talking before the show. I'm not lying. No, no, no. Okay? We don't need to pretend. Friends don't let other friends share Afro, uh, rainbow Afro with them. Okay? No, they so don't. So you're right. We're not friends. But Micah told me he cannot stop watching the rainbow Afro film. I cannot uh, stop watching the Behind the Candelabra um, you know, in all of its gay glory, um, so with Liberace. And this is, and Zach, I'm sure you have a similar vice because we've frankly been now, is it 10 days? Is that I started the countdown or count up? It's been like 10 days since our last Game of Thrones, <laughs> Game of Thrones episode. I'm starting to get in some really weird shit, honestly. <laughs> and it's I'm all because there's back. no new Game of Thrones. It's true, but there are new Game of Owns, is plural. Yes. Owns cities with the apostrophe so, uh, afterward. Of course, we'll link you to uh, all of this uh, fun stuff that we're talking about. Sure. In the show, <laughs> Afro, Rainbow, Afro, Rainbow, Afro. It's, sure. For those who don't know, this is from Madagascar 3, and you just have to watch it. It, it's a catchy too. For those of you that yeah. subscribe to Game of Owns on iTunes, you may also subscribe to uh, Madagascar things. <laughs> it's similar Our to the Sid things. <laughs> similar to the yeah, Sid similar Shuffle. to the Sid Shuffle. Let me just say that it's moments like the Rainbow Afro that make me regret ever giving Micah my phone number. Let's, let's just <laughs> if we can preface that video clip a little bit. But no, so I'm just making the point that we all have found ways to occupy ourselves in this strange ghost week in between uh the pre the, the I sh- I should say that the first half of the dramatic season three and the second dramatic half of season three, which is episode nine. Um, right. <laughs> the reigns of Casimir. So, so one episode is quantifying a half. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That, right. <laughs> you, that, I'm sure you, you've said as much um, dramatically, but yes, this is, we're only three days away. It's Friday. So here we are. Yeah. And it, down. the countdown it's begins exciting to be, to be looking Winter's on coming. the other sides. It's pretty it much like, you know, home now. improvement with, uh, you know, the neighbor guy who's just peeking over Wilson. the fence. With Wilson over the, Wilson makes me think of Castaway. Yeah. Just peeking <laughs> over the fence. This is, that's us. We're Wilson. And in Tim, the tool man Taylor's yard is Sunday's episode, the reigns of Casimir. It's true. Oh, really? Very good, uh, allegories or if that's well, right. I'm Thank sure you. What can I what can I do for you guys here? I mean, what can I can I answer anything? I mean, I can try without uh, I'm not going to spoil. We know that. This is a spoiler-free show. Uh-huh. What what can I uh do to um make you guys even more excited about uh episode 9 on Sunday night? Uh Starbucks gift card would be nice. Mm. I'd actually like one of those if you could Hook me okay. up with one of those. <laughs> I'll look into that for you. Okay. <laughs> and maybe if you don't want to spoil us on episode nine, Micah, maybe you can give us a little insight into uh, some of this news we got recently about season four that's up and coming. How about that? Could you talk about season four for a little bit? Because it's so far away. It's like 14 months away. People have forgotten that you spoiled us by then. I could. I mean, it's just uh, some good bit of casting news uh, that we received earlier this week. George R. R. Martin himself confirming it at one of those panels or cons that uh, he attends so regularly. 
Instead of writing the damn book. No, I'm just joking. I was hoping this black backdrop isn't just something he has at his house. The black drop, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the black drop. God, he looks good in this image. But yeah, uh, <laughs> winnerscoming.net reported this uh, on God. May 28th. He just, he just got like this grin. It's just his grin. And he's like pulling on his beard. But yeah, Uncle Ray, um, this is the news, the news story here is that he's confirmed certain characters are going to be appearing in season four of the television show. In particular, there are three characters and their names are Red Viper, mm-hmm. Mace, Mace, mm-hmm. like Mace, Mace Windu, Mace Terrell. Oh, Mace okay. Terrell and Magnar. That's a Pokemon. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That was Magmar. Distant cousin of Magmar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish Magmar evolved. You know, I think it would have been really powerful. Magmar's That's really lonely. You know what? Just check back, Zach, because all the, <laughs> the all the old Pokemon that you used to think didn't evolve now actually it turns out they've always evolved they do we uh i know we we got leaked audition footage earlier and uh this was written by fire and blood on the website which we all know fire and blood is a good person and he is a very kind soul who writes these sorts of things but he reminds people at the top of the article that leaked audition footage um from the casting of steer the magnar of thin for season four of game of thrones uh did leak and I remember watching that. It was kind of a uh, an outdoorsy shot, and it was pretty cool, honestly, seeing that. And it leaked. Who knows how it leaked, but it did leak. Is his is his name really Steer? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Sty. I just there's no enunciation guy. Oh I need to yeah, get into yeah. That. No, that's true. I thought it would be like I would pronounce it Stir only because it's like the action that you do in soup with a spoon, um, right. When it's too hot. But yeah, Steer, I guess, works equally well. Please correct um, us in the comments. But I'm so Magnar sure. is a job title or something. Like steer, stir, no, I'm saying steer, the Magnar of Then. I mean, the big thing that it means is that we're, we're going to Dorne and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a big part of season four. That's, uh, it, it means that the show is going to be expanding even more than season three, because now you're introducing a whole new cast of individuals, players in the game. Uh, to the show. So now we've been, Micah, I've heard that name Dorn before, and I don't feel like it was mentioned all that much in the first book. Maybe it was. Maybe Dornish one. Wine, maybe, yeah. Some, something like that. <laughs> but essentially, from what I gather, and this is just you. They go hand in hand together. You've been pretty yes, well at not spoiling things, but I think you said mm-hmm. Dorn was actually a pretty big place. Uh, and it's, cl- is it closer to Westeros than like Astapor, Ashai, all those other places that Danny's going? Yeah. And, uh, I notice here that you're testing me on my geography <laughs> skills, uh, as it relates to Westeros. Uh, but I believe it's actually in Westeros. It's, it's, it's not, you know, across the narrow sea. It's not, it has nothing to do at this time with, with where Daenerys is. It's right there. Okay, that's weird because we didn't. We've never seen anybody. <laughs> yeah, we we've never seen anybody kind of like like Rob on horseback, Jamie and Bran just kind of pass by Dorne on the way to you know King's Landing or anything like that. So I kind of wonder where Dorne is geographically. But hey, there's a map at the beginning of my book, so I can look it up myself. And then uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, personal vehicle, the Red Viper, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is just going to drive onto the set one day. Well, the fact that we're seeing any new locations in, um, like, I mean, entirely new, you got to think of this show It's it's been on for now three seasons, almost, you know, finishing up the fact that they're going to new places just shows, you know, in the, in this new season, which is still technically part of the same book, um, you know, shows that they're prepping, if not for the future books, then at least for, 
um, you, you know, like new scenery typically does mean new characters, new dimensions to the show. So it's interesting and it's always re- a relief to hear that the show's growing, even though I think we would all pretty much accept, you know, if it stayed where it was minus the Theon in captivity thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's def- it's definitely cool to see where where it is right now because I mean obviously Dorne has been mentioned in the books up to this point if we were going to equate it with what we've seen so far in the show but it's a good mechanic to hold out these kinds of things and to continue to give us new content as the seasons push forward and so it's cool and obviously this is a very popular thing because right now I'm looking at the article that has over 500 comments on it that you guys put on there and um this is exciting for a lot of people especially book readers and I think that the simple fact that we have a confirmation from the author himself that certain characters are now being considered for casting. Uh, some of you should go out for casting. Some fans try to get up in there and see what happens. But either way, it's cool to, to have this news and it's exciting. Also, now uh, it would be a good time to mention that my backyard looks a lot like Dorne. So if yes. all the actors <laughs> want to come and film here, uh, you know, it's cheaper. Sure it's, it's probably cheaper than Iceland if you just want. And my land doesn't really care. Um, yes. So, yeah, if they're looking for filming locations for Dorne, guys, just call me. Seriously. Just be careful though because his uh, roommate gets the TV uh, on Sunday nights <laughs> you know I no longer have that roommate oh shit I am, well, I, am a, I am the master of my own HBO Go now there we go <laughs> yeah, I'm unstoppable I'm HBO going we have uh, an episode for you right now that you're listening where we talked some on Monday where we uh, were with Phil and we were with Marco and we were hanging out and you've heard a commentary since then but uh, a lot of stuff that we talked about earlier in the week was that we were looking so much forward to what's happening on Sunday uh, obviously there was a break they, they they took a break on the holiday to keep ratings high also to increase viewership for this sort of pivotal important part of the series and I think it's pretty clear by now to anyone that isn't even listening to a podcast that is a fan of the show because typically we have two seasons to look at episode 9 is kind of a you know one of those moments for everyone who's watching well now like i mean you're right zach uh we did get a tweet asking us because after monday's episode um i know everybody's i guess the phrase red wedding was allowed to permeate monday's show um because it it, you know at its heart it's not very specific except to say red wedding right it's a color Um, yeah yeah it's cool it's cool but it's still a hint and it still does uh give some insight into the episode. So there was a tweet. Um, this is from Phyllis Ashley, and she sent this to us at uh, our Twitter handle, at Game of Owns. And uh, Phyllis asked, I am curious as to whether Zach and Eric have been spoiled or teased for episode nine. Well, they've definitely been teased. Be- <laughs> be- because because hosts have been referencing RW by name. Yeah. Um, so I thought we wanted to take this first. This is, a, of course, in, you know, all of this is in continuation, as Zach said, to our Monday episode. So we did mention it a lot, guys. But what what is it, Zach? You know, what what do you know about this upcoming nuptial of redness <laughs> well uh the really interesting thing about um this situation is especially with the show is the four of us are friends but apart from the show we really try to sanction away our discussion of the show and of the story because we try to hold that for this episode so uh i think maybe like months and months ago like even before we started this podcast micah was probably like hey let me just tell you what happens in the story and i was just like no i want to read it because i think it'll be a good book but honestly uh 
Selena and Micah have been really classy and everyone, all my friends, uh, you know, I do a show with Christian and he's been kind of like, Hey, we filmed this and stuff. You want to know? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to know anything. Um, and no, I literally know nothing. I have no idea what red means. I don't think that it's, it, I don't, I, I, I don't consider myself a slow person, but it's possible. Uh, I think red is, it can mean anything. Uh, I thought that red was a good color, so it works, but I wish I knew something. I wish it were Monday. I wish it was the day after. After we watched it, but um, no, we, I haven't read it further and I don't know anything. And so I'm just as confused as a lot of you. It's going to be cool though. Let me just say like, I have uh, an idea of where the red wedding is taking place. Um, and I think it, it it's basically been a long time coming. I think everybody says this, but even from some of Micah and I's um, old talks, uh, you know, as we were reading book one, um, I think it got brought up a, a couple of times and some points that I'm definitely going to want to raise again on Monday, um, you know, on our Sunday, on our Sunday recap show. We'll definitely have a lot to talk about to say the very least, but I know where the Red Wedding takes place and I'm, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think any less because of it. I, I just think it's a, it's a Taylor Swift album. What are we saying? There we go. Guys? Yes, exactly. You know, Thank you. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll just it's play some Taylor Swift. <laughs> maybe they'll dance and play some Taylor, Taylor Swift. Maybe, uh, Taylor Swift will guest star and she'll be one of, uh, Walder Frey's hmm. daughters that marries Edmure Tully. We don't know. We just don't know. Well, I appreciate you sitting here and just listening to us as you chuckle to yourself, Mike. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, uh, you know, one of the things that we set out to do, more than a hundred episodes ago was to create a show that was spoiler free. And, you know, it is very difficult, especially with the internet. Um, you know, the internet enables us to do what we do, but at the same time, it can be a very dangerous place, um, for people who get involved in something like this and get very invested in a television series. And there are books that obviously are, are much farther ahead and there's key information there and there are major events that take place. And, you know, it is very difficult sitting here each and every week, you know, kind of teasing these guys a little bit. Um, but I did have a great conversation with Phil after we recorded Monday's episode, um, you know, going back and forth with him on Skype, because at least there are some things I can I can bounce off of him that, you know, I, I can't with with some of the other people on the show. But, you know, I think we're really excited to see how you guys react to it. I'm I'm looking forward to it and seeing how this all plays out. And, you know, it's it's definitely a game changer, it, you know. And and every season, episode nine has been a game changer. So, you know, to say that is to just be consistent with what has happened up until this point. Well, I know that the both of us are very excited and we wanted to reserve today to talk about some of the stuff that you guys are looking forward to. So we've put a collection together of some of your tweets, some of your emails, some of your comments on winnerscoming.net and stuff like that. So uh, we could converse and include everyone in the conversation, except those of you who posted the the black text. <laughs> yeah, which is almost everybody on the Winter is Coming thread. Thank you, guys. It's, it's really cool that we have an audience that listens to the show that's still um, book readers that have read forward and, and, and once... This section of the program's over. Once the season is out of season, we go back to worshiping the books and, and all of its glory. And that's mm-hmm. really the bulk of this podcast. So we really appreciate you guys hanging around. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I will say just getting to some of these comments for uh, both on Monday's episode and in general on the upcoming episode nine of season three. I thought this uh, whole issue was settled um, 
between Sam and myself, but you know, for due, due to the the end of uh, oh, God, Monday's that, episode, yeah. I like hell it was. I, I thought I thought that it was um, pretty much done, but uh, Lisa Murgatroyd um, happened to tweet at us the very uh, previous day uh, from when we were recording this, and she said the point about Sam and the dagger. So right. I was shouting at the screen, <laughs> WTF, dude. So, as You're it turns alone, out, man. Sam, people just aren't as behind you as you'd like them to be. No, no, no <laughs> comment there, okay? That was just too easy to throw back at you. But anyway, uh, Lisa, let me ask you a question. You seem like a very reasonable person. If you just had a white walker walk up to you and scare the living shit out of you, you think you're going to be looking back to pick up a piece of glass before you run your ass out of there? This tweet, our next tweet from Rachel Mills, says, Aggie Vones. I really hope that we get some resolution on Theon. I don't want to watch him be tortured anymore. Also, she says, where the hell is his sister? And I think we all want to know this question because she was in the preview uh, a while ago. Yeah, right? we mentioned this to Phil, too. And uh, he he agreed that, uh, you know, she I remember seeing her. She's just and she's just like walking down a hall or something. But the fact that we haven't seen her yet allows me to hope that on the episode when she is on, she will be there because she will be with Theon, saving him, pulling his ass out of the, or what's left of it, out of the, um, you know, the room. I'm interested to see what happens to him, too, because I honestly, like, I, I have no idea, and I think that they made a point to really include it this season, so it's it's going to be interesting, I assume. Yeah, they didn't have to. They didn't have to do that this season, did they? Because, I mean, it wasn't most of that stuff, according to Micah, from later books. Um so they didn't have to do it. Now that they've done it, I can't wait to see. I mean, I, I suspect that there will be a payoff because otherwise they could have saved it for little bits and pieces next season. So the payoff should be in this season. Actually, Rachel also was talking about uh, a similar thread that we were just discussing about how much of the Red Wedding we know. Um, Rachel says, I'm desperate to know what's the big deal with the Red Wedding. And it's killing me trying not to Google it and find out. So I think everybody's... Don't Google it. Yeah. It, it makes it worse that there's been this gap in the show because by now we all would have known. Carlos responded to her on Twitter, said, you'll be better off not <laughs> knowing until the last moment. Ah, make it stop. Hashtag Red Wedding is coming. Yeah, I think I think this ties into what we were talking about before with the internet being so dangerous when it comes to these types of things. I would really just caution you, especially over the next few days as we get closer to the episode... Stay away from Googling anything related to Game of Thrones or looking on Twitter, anything like that, you know, searching for things because you're only setting yourself up for being spoiled. And I really think, you know, I remember watching like season one with everything that happened with Ned at Baylor and just reacting the way that I did. It's such a natural reaction. But, you know, in a way, I almost wish that I didn't know what was coming, um, you know, for this episode because I'd... I think I'd appreciate it that much more, hmm. uh, you know, even though you're itching to see it because you know, what's, what's coming. Um, you know, you don't necessarily get the, the natural reaction to it because you're, you're in the know. Well, completely unrelated, but, uh, well related cause it's about game of Thrones, but Turncloak wrote on Wick. He said, Hodor comma, I predict several Hodors from Hodor in the next episode. Uh, I hope so. I think that'd be really funny. I don't know what's going to happen. It's odd to think that Hodor would be getting any screen time in this episode, which in my opinion, or in my theory, probably doesn't have a lot to do with Bran. Um, you know, it, it just seems odd that he'd get any screen time in this upcoming episode because 
I feel, but then also because we're coming off of episode eight, which only featured like four people. Um, you know, I feel like they're going to continue that trend, but maybe they won't. Maybe it'll be a regular normal episode with like 20 different people featured like normal. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. he's, he's going to get married, That maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Who, Bran? No, Hodor. Oh. <laughs> you never oh. know. That's, that's fairly accurate. You might have the inside track on that though. So in addition to some of these tweets, we also got some comments on the winneriscoming.net posts. And uh, Tammy Underwood said, just listen to Monday's episode. So excited for Sunday. I hope to see Jamie make it to King's Landing. I think it's funny how Eric is hung up, hung up on Sam, not picking up the dagger. This again. You're damn right. See, Tammy knows what's up. Where'd Micah go? I don't know. He just went off in the middle of Simply a because <laughs> there he, is. he grabbed Gilly and the baby and ran in the same direction that the White Walker came from without the dagger. Wait, he ran in the same direction that the walker came from, so he's running towards more? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Without his dagger? No. The, the, the snow was already packed down on that trail, probably. Um, my main thing is that, and then, you know, just to kind of put a nice little hat on this, nice little handmade, well, handcrafted hat Bonnet. on all of this, yes. Um, you know, my biggest thing was, I, I think that that white walker was very clearly dead. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think there was any remaining threat to them at that moment. Granted, there were a ton of crows, and when they left, so did the crows. So I don't know what was going on. Maybe they were about to be attacked by even more White Walkers. But I, I just think, and I, I've said remnants of this before, you have this creature that you you didn't know how it was killed. You just discovered how it was killed. You're going to want that if you're if you plan to still be north of the wall. You're going to want that dagger. <laughs> so that I mean, was just yeah. my... That's my thing. I don't think it's that absurd to say you know maybe if he wasn't sure that he was dead like again if a if a white walker falls over and stops moving okay he's probably waiting for you to inch in closer like in a horror movie so he can (laughs) grab your throat and rip your spinal cord out from it but Uh. for when he turned ice and shattered no he's gone he's done and that blade is your new only hope Tammy and I are kindred spirits on the matter. When she says she hopes to see Jamie make it to King's Landing, I do too. I think that that's going to be a good thing, and I hope that they finish that on the next episode. I really do. So is that like time. a reunion for Cersei and Jamie? Oh, that would be powerful. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like. I'd like to see that. She's personally. missing him hardcore, especially because of the wedding that's supposed to happen between Cersei and uh, Loras or whatever. Maybe Cersei marries Jamie. Tyrion looked like he miss him as well. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be um, Mr. Charles Dance is going to have to react to it as well. So that'd be cool. I'm interested to see that. Is he Has he been knighted yet? Can we just call him Sir Charles Dance? <laughs> Yannis Josephine on Wick also said, my suggestion is for all Unsullied, that's Eric and I, mm. to turn on their webcams as they view the episode. Reactions to this <laughs> one will dirty. be significant of the show his, part of the show history. And it will be smart to record the magnitude of the tweet quake that will ensue. Wow. Or ensue. Wow. Tweet quake. I, lo- I love two things about this, this message. <laughs> the, the, the phrase tweet quake. And also what she says at the end of it, boom, boom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> tweet cake sounds, tweet quake sounds like a delicious dessert, but <laughs> tweet so <is> tweet cake. <laughs> we need a tweet cake, people listening. Send us one, please. Uh, oh, actually, this uh, was talking about Hodor for a moment. Elizabeth Hayner says, Christian Nairn promised epic Hodoring this season, and I'm still waiting to see his Hodor until horse seen in episodes nine and ten. He's going to turn into a horse? Hodor until horse. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. He's going to Hodor himself into a different species. And we thought wargs were cool. (laughs) (laughs) This next tweet is is regarding Monday's episode. Alicia Seymour says, Best part of the morning was listening to the Goo Crew watch the Game of Desks spoof on the latest Game of Owns episode. Smiles. That was fun. That was a good fun to do. And, and we try to mix it up a little bit, you know, because uh, this was an off week and we've got a lot to look forward to. And that's why we're mixing in a lot of your comments here, because, I mean, the thing about this show is that we'd like to, for you guys to have as much involvement as we can. Obviously, that's not possible because we have to physically make the damn thing. But uh, that's why we're mixing in a lot of your tweets today. And I'm sure a lot of that's going to be I mean, I can only imagine the fall off if it's to the level that we're all saying. Um, that will be a week from now on Friday's episode or the Wednesday episode or, or well, that will be a commentary, but um, the following episode and the Friday episode and yada, yada, yada. So uh, before we wrapped up the show today, we wanted to go through a couple emails uh, that we got from you guys. Oh, wait, what's that? Do you see that? Is that- oh, God. <laughs> I don't even need to, put, no, we need to put in a sound effect after that one. That was pretty good. Eric's been practicing. <laughs> we have some emails in the queue, and some of them actually relate to things that are coming or that have happened. Margo Gray, Margo H. writes to us. I'm doing a re-listen of book three. Ooh, audiobooks. This own is from the scene when Sansa is invited to dine with Marguerite Tyrell and Olena. Tyrell. It's not in the show, but they should have added it. So funny. She says, quote, all these kings would do a great deal better if they put down their swords and listened to their mothers. <laughs> End quote. Probably true, although Renly and Stannis' mother is dead, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Parenthesis, almost all of the great quotes from the book were in the show, however, which was awesome. The Queen of Thorns owns... Also, she thinks Mace should take a puff fish with a crown as his sigil. And she made Sansa feel like a puff fish, which I think came across in the show. It's got to be all the cheese. That's what it is. An excess of cheese. I completely agree, though. And this goes back to things I've been saying. Not with that. What I'm saying is I agree, assholes. I agree with the fact that... Especially uh, if you're lactose intolerant. A lot of this could be solved with diplomacy. I know it sounds easier said than done. and The story would be less cool. But I think that Tyrion and Rob and Jamie, I think if they had a little bit of wine and Braun as well, they'd have a badass time. You know what I'm saying? They'd play drinking games all night. Yep. That'd be cool. It'd be a good time. Uh, I can't stop thinking about it ever since we brought that up. Tyrion and Jamie, you know, like he's got Bronn, but Bronn's not quite a bro as as much of a bro as Jamie would be if they got back together by blood and stuff. But by, bro, pretty- by, by blood and stuff, yeah. No, I'm I'm all over that. They should definitely reunite. That'd be cool. I forgot about Jamie. I don't know how, but I did. All right. Uh, next email comes from Alyssa, and she says, "Hey guys, I'm a new fan of Game of Thrones TV show. I had read the first book a while ago, but didn't have the time to keep on reading." After hearing a lot about the show, I looked online and found out that I had access to all the past episodes, (laughs) so I decided to give it a try. I was hooked after the first episode, and I basically got caught up in a month. Since I'm almost a listener of MuggleCast. Almost? Also. 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 (laughs) Almost like. (laughs) uh, Yeah, almost. You know how it is. I had heard about the Game of Owns podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to your discussions, and it's great to be able to get my Game of Thrones fix through more than just the TV show. On to my questions. As I was listening to your season two discussion about who should be king, I was really surprised no one ever brought up Ned Stark's opinion. In season one, he told both Renly and Baelish that Stannis was the rightful king. Do you agree with Ned that line of succession should trump everything else? 
Also, what do you think about Catalan and Rob trying to align with Renly? If something else had happened and Ned needed to lead the North to war, would he do what was best for his people and side with the person with more troops? I personally don't think so. I thought since these scenes recently happened in season one, which you are rewatching, these questions wouldn't be too out of the blue. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks, Alyssa. P.S. I just visited your website. Having all the pictures change as you scroll down through the episodes is really neat. <laughs> yes, if, if people wow. have only been to GameOfOwns.com, uh, which is a thing, um, on their mobile app, definitely check it out the next time you're at a terminal or if you're passing an Apple store, just double park. And go in <laughs> there, go to, go, go to gameofowns.com because it really looks very sleek. I know Zach put a lot of effort into this. own a fucking computer, go to gameofowns.com because it's worth seeing separate from the mobile, the mobile version. The mobile version's great. You still see the images, but it's not quite the same effect. There's something special. There's an added bonus. It's like an Easter egg. If you I think go it's to cute. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cute. And Alyssa, great timing with this email, I have to say, because I believe... We just commentary at another episode where Ned said where the line of succession should be. And it wasn't up someone's duty. It was actually with Stannis. So <laughs> yes, yes. To answer your question, that is, uh, we understand that Ned would have preferred, um, you know, Stannis. And, and do you, what do you think, guys? Should we, would we have sided, uh, with him? Do we think that Ned had any? right to believe that the line of succession should continue? Micah, you can well, go first. Well, who else is going to take over? I mean, that's, that's the major question here is Joffrey has no right to the throne. So line of succession would make the most sense. And I know that people would disagree um, with Stannis over Renly, but I mean, this is a time where there really isn't any sort of democracy where people vote and say, hey, you know, we like Renly. Go Renly, <laughs> you know, and he gets elected to office, you know. That's it, not how no, it works. No, but at the same time, it's, it's it's not a democracy, but they are able to rally their bannermen and fight for their cause. That's how Renly was able to escape out of, you know, uh, out from underneath Stannis and essentially become such a strong contender is he married the the Tyrells, um and even Catelyn and Rob preferred Renly over Stannis. I mean, uh, Selena has some pretty uh, hardcore opinions on the matter, and I think all of it makes sense. I mean, like uh, her her side is um, Renly's better, and that makes sense because it does. Renly obviously is the better pick. Ned's opinion all, all, always being the more honorable one, where it makes sense because Stannis is technically the next one online. So, I mean, there should, in his eyes, there should be no discussion. Like there yeah. is no other discussion. Uh, Stannis is the, is the other guy. He was younger than Robert. Robert died. Uh, it goes to Stannis because the kids are not actually his kids. So that's Ned's idea. And it makes sense. And I don't think no matter what happened, that um, Ned would would break that. I think he would side with Stannis, yeah, even with the Renly situation. But I think if Ned were alive, he would have done a much better job with the Renly Stannis situation. I think it would have ended up a lot differently. Yeah, Stannis wouldn't have had to resort to black magic to kill his younger brother. I think Ned would have been able to sort it out. But the other thing, though, honestly, like the reason that whole Stannis thing for me doesn't hold that much weight, 
about the line of succession should take over is because before Robert, they completely butchered the line of succession by killing the Mad King and slaughtering and exiling all of the Targaryens. So they had this centuries-old line of succession. Targaryens are meant to rule Westeros. Correct me if I'm wrong, Micah. Targaryens should be the end-all, be-all kings of the Westeros. You know, until very, very recently when this Baratheon dude successfully led a campaign with Ned at the Trident and the Fork and all that stuff, and killed the Mad King. So the fact that they just changed entire families, they, they weren't even related, you know, and Bar- Robert Baratheon became king. So because everything was just so well shaken up, I think it's it's a lot easier for the whole country to see another huge shakeup. I, I don't, you know, I don't think it's like the the real change was not having a Targaryen ruler. I think for them, that's, that's what people had to get used to. Now it's like, well, anybody can come up and, and, and be the king. I think there's a lot more, um, a lot less tradition now. It just seems that, you know, the idea, the notion that there, the line of succession would be ignored is a lot more, uh, probable, is a lot more on everybody's mind. That's why everybody has a claim to the throne, which is part of the whole series is because they just shook things up once. Why couldn't they do it again? That's kind of Selena's point of view because, and I, and I agree with it. It's like um, Westeros was in a state of disrepair and there was a revolution and that exists throughout history. And so by doing so, the Baratheons were established at the head of the kingdom and that's just how it was for years. So with Robert dying, another group of people are taking over essentially the Lannisters and they put themselves strategically in this position. So why can't Rinley revolt and take over? And that's what, that's what he was doing. So I think with Ned gone and that changing a whole lot of things, Catelyn and Rob sided with Renly because they understood that that's what was happening again. I mean, essentially it was the same thing as before. I mean, they were less murderous on a, on a large scale like the Mad King was, but still people wanted to take over except it wasn't, as much of a as a life or death situation it was more of you killed this person you have these people captive this makes us really mad and so we're gonna take care of business you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's in part why george r. r martin killed renly was because he was too much of a unifier if you look at the fact that rob and catalan were willing to join his cause in some respects then you know he could have easily taking King's Landing and then worried about Stannis afterwards. And I think that, you know, Stannis being removed on Dragonstone didn't help anything, you know, in in his favor. Because if you go back to right before Ned um, begins his downfall, what if Stannis was there? I mean, what if Stannis was in King's Landing? It would have been a completely different set of circumstances. And then you would have the three of them, Ned, Stannis, Renly, working together once Robert passes away to do what's necessary and what, you know, could be better for Westeros as a whole. And it obviously didn't end up working out that way, but I just think that, you know, I talked about democracy before and clearly it's not a democracy, but you know, I like sort of the picture that you guys have put out there that this is, you know, a free for all at this point, you know, Joffrey takes over as King, but not many people believe he's, the rightful heir and 
they're going to fight for all different reasons um, to try and claim it for themselves. I think that George is a fan of mixing shit up, obviously. That's what mm. we get to see here. Ned's yeah. gone. Renly's gone. I mean, he's taking away these unifiers, taking away these obvious story leads. Just to, It's kind of like a story <laughs> that we never get to see where these main people and these main things, uh, the sort of the obvious paths are removed and we're left to see what trouble uh, can do with itself and that's brilliant and it's great and it's highly entertaining obviously you see how successful it is and I think that that's probably what we're going to be seeing hopefully uh, also not hopefully at the same time uh, on <laughs> Sunday so we're all really excited it's going to be a, a it's going to be an effing blast an effing blast if you will yeah it's true and of course if you want to send us an email like Alyssa or Margot you can do so by simply uh, opening up your computers or smartphones and opening up a blank email and typing in contact at gameofowns.com. And then uh, whatever comes to mind, your free-flowing thoughts, share them with us. Free and ride we will to be us. sure to read them on a future episode. You may say that's shocking, but people do have us on their mind, such as Ukin who tweeted us and said, Today I repeatedly referred to Game of Thrones as Game of Owns until a friend corrected me. Congratulations on a successful indoctrination process. I do that all the time. And Zach, thank you. I'm so lucky to have such a diligent editor who corrects some of the times, or most of them, when I call the show Owns and when I call this podcast Thrones. It's terrible. It's We all do it. It happens. We uh we have successfully invaded your brains, which is what our goal was to do. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, we're all having a great time. We've got a lot of stuff to look forward to, like we said, and uh, it's super exciting. So if you want to join the ranks of everybody else who's been riding into the show, and it'll probably be revisited in, in a matter such as this in the future, because we really do appreciate your insight and your um, input, because that makes the show what it is. You can tweet us at Game of Owns and also comment on Facebook, which some of these things were actually. Uh, we mistakenly called this. Uh, comments but they'll be all right uh at facebook.com slash game of owns yeah and um one place where you can also share your thoughts in a little bit more of a high class fashion and when i say high class i mean five stars uh, <laughs> is on uh itunes uh where you most likely downloaded this show not saying you definitely downloaded it here if you've listened to it on winnerscoming.net or gameofowns.com uh, we ask that you head on over to iTunes and leave us a rate and review. Um, going through here, reading some of the most recent reviews that we've gotten. Um, as it is still the month of May, we know we're nearing an end here, but the rule has been nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, we even have a review that was sent in today um, oh. from EB... EBH3B. It says worth the five stars, even without Hodor threats, which there are. Very enjoyable podcast. It's like listening to your friends talk about Game of Thrones. Micah's dulcet tones were my favorite until Sam started making guest appearances. Smiley face. Can't <laughs> wait for the next episode. Damn. A lot of Sam and Micah love today. I feel the love. I do. That's great. I'm not feeling the love for that dagger. Micah feels the love. Let it go, Eric. Just let <laughs> you it just, you gave go. The dagger, you gave the dagger the cold shoulder, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, Doug's iTunes review just underneath it says, best Game of Thrones podcast by far. Uh, five stars. Uh, thank you. That's very nice. And there is a period for his review. Just one period. So, uh, oh, I just got that. The cold shoulder? <laughs> no, the period. <laughs> the period. He says period. There's just a period. Uh, 
like Game of the, guess Game of Thrones podcast by far, and his review is just the, a period. That's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very cool, wow. Doug. That's cool. Clever, clever listeners we have. Clever. God, what are you going to say in June, Micah? You'll have to wait and find out. Maybe it'll be something related to the next episode, since we'll release it in June. Oh, oh there no. you go. Um, and one final review we have here from Jen one two five two. With the title of Giant Prosthetic. You can only imagine where this is going. Uh, for fear of being Molly Whopped by Hodor, I'm rating five stars. That's what it's now, called. Now we have an official of yeah, I was gonna say we now have an official term for being beaten with a giant prosthetic. And this afternoon or tonight, depending on what time you're listening to it, it could be a few weeks from now. Hi past me. We want to leave you with a tweet from Pup on Twitter. He says, personal hashtag own for this off week. Getting drunk and singing the reigns of Castamere with people. <laughs> oh, God. If Sam is still around here, let's put our differences aside. Why don't we hold hands and join in a friendly brethren version of the reigns of Castamere? Why don't we sing this together? I feel bad that we've been arguing about this dagger <laughs> issue. Oh, God. Are we really going to sing this right now? Where yeah. are the lyrics? And who are you? The proud lord said that I must bow so low. <laughs> Only a cat of a different coat. That's all the truth I know. Hey, hey. In a coat of gold or a coat of red. A lion still has claws and mine are long and sharp, my lord. As long and sharp as yours. And so he spoke. And so he spoke. The lord of Castamere. But now the rain's weep o'er his hell with no one there to hear. Sam, you're up. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> Sam, you're up. Second verse, different from the first. <laughs> just end the show. Just, just, just end the show. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you bright and sober on Monday. Yes. Yes. I'm following your beat here. Yes. Now the rain weeps are the his call with not a you, soul you changed the, to hear. And so he spoke, and so he spoke that Lord of Castamere. And so he spoke, and so he spoke that Lord of Castamere. Keep going, keep going. We're good. We're good. We'll do harmony. We'll do harmony. All right. Keep going. But now the rains weep o'er his hall with no one there to hear. With no one there to hear. <laughs> yes, yes, now the rains weep o'er his hall with not a soul to hear. To hear. Okay. To hear. Okay, let's get off the fucking show now. <laughs> God. All right. Oh, I don't even know what to say after that. Are we done? Yes.